I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Flex. That's Espo. And yes, we get sexy sacks tonight because the Phoenix Suns took down the Memphis Grizzlies. 116 to 109. Devin Booker returned, flirted with a triple-double, and told us all to worry about ourselves because he's got this. What a game, you guys. What a game. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, it's always good to have Book back because when Book is back, usually this happens. I think he should have took the night off. Hey, okay. <laughs> Ayo. Rookie? He's a rookie. He's okay. He's Don't ruin it. the second set, man. Saw did what we in the business call hitting the post. Yeah. Right. He landed gotta, that point. He got it. You got, got, it. It. got it. You got it. Man, whoever said that. Booker shouldn't play is a fucking moron. I'll tell I you mean, what. You should not watch or listen to man, anything should, that somebody said. Should never need to worry speak about, about the Suns ever again. What a I bunch mean, of losers. Yeah. <laughs> he should play whenever he wants, no matter how he's feeling. He gets to determine when he's out there on the court. I Ooh. still think he shouldn't have played. He was terrible tonight. <laughs> I, I had no idea why that guy came back. Listen, I mean, <laughs> as much as I would have liked him to have an extra day of rest, I am glad that he looked the way that he looked tonight because it gave me more confidence in trusting him, yeah. if that makes sense, right? And I know that sounds kind of messed up, but it is what it is. We've seen the track record over the last couple of years. We've lost a little bit of trust when it comes to Devin and being uh, completely honest about how his body is feeling. But tonight made me feel a little bit better. Now, was he a little bit slower in the first quarter? Yes. Yeah. But it seemed like he got a little bit more loose, more warmed up, more comfortable, and was trusting his body. And he looked great in the rest of the game. Yeah, after he kind of worked out the the kinks. And sometimes I think you just you get a little stiff, yeah. um, you know, just in general. Uh, after you work out, then cool off, then work out, then cool off. Um, and so he had to kind of get back into that rhythm. But once he got back into the rhythm, it just looked like the same old book with, uh, with the explosiveness again. Because uh, in the first half, Mm -hmm. uh, the first quarter, there was a point where he had the lane and he pulled up for a little mid-range jumper and it looked like, like, bro, like, why are you out there? You know what I mean? <laughs> but after that, it seemed like he, he started to warm up and, and everything was flowing pretty good. You could tell he was feeling really good. First of all, can I just say this? It, it, it always makes me happy when players that have been held out because of injury or whatever come back and they just have a smile on their face because they're playing the game that they love. Yeah. And Book definitely was feeling really good in the second half. You love to see it. And he's a big difference maker. Yeah, he went full Armani mode in the second, third quarters. And there was that one play where he drove. Uh, they, they had a fast break, basically. He had four guys on him. He drove the hoop and he got the bucket. And you went, oh, yeah, Book's just fine. There's nothing wrong with yeah. this man yeah. right now. And, uh, yeah, I think you're 100% right, Lindsay. Maybe I gotta, we got to trust him a little bit more when he says I'm good to go. So Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things, like you said, in the first quarter it looked a little iffy. He had that one where he pulled up and got blocked from behind, and it felt like he could have took a couple more dribbles. So I was a little concerned. But, yeah, once he loosened up, he had that little boop, 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 boop spin oh, move. Yeah. Which was uh, which was really nice, and and then the good thing about this is that you always worry. We always knew he was going to play against the Lakers, right? But you always worry about you know being the first game back after a week off almost, and are you going to be rusty? So now you kind of eliminate that too. You got a little bump today, got a little loose. You can trust the ankle, and uh, I think going into this Laker game now, you got to feel good because he has such a good game. 
Uh, you, you don't worry about the rhythm. I'm sorry. Can you say the word worry again? Worry. I, I didn't know if you were saying wary or worry. Oh, my bad. Because <laughs> the accent, thing. that okay. Jersey accent, I was yeah. just like, you, you ever hear a Jersey accent say drawer? No. All right, don't get me to start saying Okay, say that. Say this. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It was great. It was great to see him out there. It's great, first of all, that he feels really good. Yes. And it seemed like he feels really good. Hopefully, he responds well tomorrow when he mm -hmm. wakes up. Um, everything's good to go. He's probably going to get some more treatment just to make mm -hmm. sure everything's uh, smooth. And then Tuesday, man, hey, I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited about Tuesday yeah. now because we got we got two of our main dudes back ready to go. Um, Hopefully, Eric Gordon will be feeling better yeah. by yeah. then, too. Yeah. For Best sure. case scenario around this whole thing was that Regardless if he played tonight or not, there was a two-day break between mm -hmm. this game and the play-in or the tournament now. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that was the best-case scenario for us. And also, I think the league kind of did that intentionally. Well, not really, because it could have been Monday or Tuesday. Because there's no games tomorrow mm -hmm. no, because nobody. of the tournament. So that's why I feel like there were a boatload of back-to-backs this weekend. Yeah. yeah, Trying to sneak in those extra games there. Um, but... Best case scenario, we got a game on Tuesday, so they get a little bit of a break, iron out some of the bumps and bruises, hopefully get a little extra treatment, feel good, feel great going into that one. Yeah, well, hopefully a full deck of cards minus Bradley Beal. I mean, this this is probably going to be one of the healthier games we've had all year. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, so hopefully, fingers crossed, man, Tuesday's going to be fun. I can't it wait. Is. And I'm then, then excited. if they win, I'm driving to Vegas like, eight hours later so it'll be a real interesting week so let's let's get the win on tuesday yes absolutely all right we're gonna go ahead and name Devin our big bright shiny star for multiple reasons i'm a big bright shiny oh star. look at that guy first and foremost he finished tonight <laughs> with 34 points 10 rebounds and seven oh, assists second just... of all he told us all to a shove it and said i got this okay y'all were concerned about my injury y'all were concerned if i was rushing back i'm out here flirting with a triple double with a big old smile on my face just let just just reminding you guys i got this he had that bde that big devon energy tonight <laughs> i mean that graphic first of all with this with the shades on let's definitely see it one more time let's see it listen, one more time uh, I'm not going to say what it looks like, but it definitely looks like he could have been in Boogie Nights. I'm just going to say <laughs> For sure. Yo, I'm digging it, man. Devin, you look good there, brother. You look like somebody I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys all started it, so you know it it's a like thing Nurk. now. Everybody looks <laughs> yeah, like Flex like now. Nurk, we got to find different shades. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so shout out to Devin for being our big, bright, shiny star. Uh, super happy to see him back out there on the court. And honestly, like, listen, I know the first half was a little bit touch and go there. It was probably a good thing that we had Devin for this game. Yeah. I feel like if we didn't have Devin for this game, Memphis could have gotten a little bit more. They would have rallied themselves yeah. even more, potentially. This wasn't a probably good to have Devin Booker. It was a very good to have Devin Booker. And this was very much like the game against Memphis uh, last week, too, where – you know, the first half was not pretty, and the Suns mm -hmm. looked like they were in some trouble, and it turns out, you know, the second half, they bounced back. Obviously, they didn't win by as much as they did uh, the other the other week, but they played very well in the second half. Devin and, and Kevin took care of business, and, uh, you know, they needed every, every point that they got tonight because it was still a six-point game there with under a minute left to go, so. Yeah, yeah, they, they went on that little run. It did look a little sticky. 
Um, but then they just they you know they put the uh, they put their foot down and made that run and got pretty comfortable. So I'm glad they didn't have to uh, you know exert themselves too much. Once they got that little run, things calmed down. Sorry, I was just... You good, Saul? I, I was, was like, uh, just seeing if you were going to chime in there. You no, good? I didn't really have anything to add to that. I mean, Devin's awesome. Okay. I was actually thinking, it's weird that it, Kevin Durant, we call him KD, and then Devin Booker is, you know, his initials are DB. And then if you did Kevin and Devin, it's KD again. And then yeah. if you do Devin and Bradley, it's DB. I don't, I just went into it. That's what I was thinking about. It just went stupid. How many OGs did you take? <laughs> I took migraine medicine earlier today. I'm a little, I'm a little goofy. It's Be careful, all you're sinking in a chair. Yeah, I don't want to go to the, to the sunken place. All right, well, we got a couple super chats. Uh, one from Unidentified21. Thank you for your super chat. They said, has the fan base decided on a nickname for Okogi and Goodwin? Personally, uh, the way they pop off reminds me of, quote, Loose screws. <laughs> I feel like that kind of is a little bit of a mean sound to it. I thought we There's decided, of, like, was it the dog pound? I or like something? the dog pound, but I mean, a Kogi right now is making me, I don't know, man. Talk, ask me that in a week. I, I don't know, man. I mean, what, I, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> he's saying. He's trying not to be mean. I'm to trying Kogi, not to be he's frustrated I'm, by yeah, his I'm play trying, right now. Exactly. Thank Why? you, Lindsay. Well, offensively? Yeah. Oh, oh I, yeah, yeah, but he Miller that makes up for it on defense. You're perpetually gonna on be a night that we win. I mean, on even last, that we lose, last, we, last we, night he was he played very good defensively too, did, and I was happy did, with him. Like, did. yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to know what Josh Okogie is. He's not going to be a bucket getter. No, you're like you're he's going to be no, frustrated think, with his offense. Yeah, I yeah. think we all know he's not a bucket getter. I mean, but he's got he's got to do some things a little bit better than what he's been doing. Seven boards, three steals, a block. And, you know, like that's the defense. Yeah, though. but I mean, you're. But you're, that's what just, you're wanting him for. He's going to be frustrating offensively. You're not night to night. You're not going to know which Josh Okogie is going to show up, and that's that's the Russian who let you play with him. But for those of you that celebrate the plus minus, uh, not me, <laughs> uh, he had the highest plus minus of the team. So there you go. There's your there useless you stat of the night. Yeah. Uh, he needs to be better at free throws. He was one of six tonight. See, that shit that, definitely that, yes. Yes. a million percent. Um, that one is one of those ones where it's like, okay, if the shot's not falling, but you're you're doing amazing things defensively, okay, we can kind of even those out. You cannot be missing your free throws. Though. No, absolutely not. Uh, we have another super chat from Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. They said Saul flexing on flex. I don't know what you were doing when they sent that in. Were you being mean to Flex earlier? He's always oh, he, he's yeah. always flexing on Flex. That was always no, that, that's just a veteran trying to teach that's a rookie. That's it, man. You got to show like the ropes sometimes, love. man. Yeah, know? I get it. No, I get it. You're, it's all good. He's Devin. You're DA. It just you know, oh, love has to happen. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> we are not doing this today. We are not. We are not going to set up Saul for failure. I am not taking the bait on that. I was setting up. I was setting up flex for failure. Yeah, yeah. Show sure up. <laughs> Don't co-sign on this shit, there. Um, we do have a question from Joey in the chat too. They said, "Does Tuesday's game go towards our record?" Yes. 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 So Tuesday's game, and then we will. We're guaranteed a second game next week as well. So if we win on Tuesday. We'll play on Thursday, and that will also count for our record. If we lose on Tuesday, then we'll play on Friday, and that will also count for our record. If we win Tuesday and win Thursday, and we play on Saturday, that will not count for our Saturday record. Saturday will not. Yeah. So Basically, if they make yeah, two ahead. games next week will count, but the championship game, whatever two teams are in that, that does not count. There you go. Okay. Can, 
I was thinking about this because we were having the the MVP discussion and the number of games discussion. So in theory, if that championship game doesn't count, the stats don't don't go anywhere. Are you just not supposed to take that into consideration for an MVP vote too? Like they it's will. such a weird I don't know if thing. that I don't know if that game counts towards the the criteria for the minimum it doesn't. amount of games. No, it, doesn't. it doesn't count for anything. It doesn't count at all. That's nothing. It doesn't exist. But at the voters will remember. I know, but like that's that's the hypothetical. If this if this game doesn't make, you know, it's the if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, does it really make a sound? Well, if the game doesn't count in the record book, it doesn't count for stats. Does it count towards these other things? You know, it's just yeah, a hypothetical. You know, it won't count on the like on the records and like the stats and things like that, but it counts in people's opinions, yeah, and that's like, what gets you these awards. Is the opinion? You know, the you stats know. and the records add to it and play a role. Yes, but the opinion is bigger. You know what this feels like when when you got that court situation and they say something that the jury's not supporting. They're like, strike it from the record. Yeah, strike it from the record. You didn't hear that. It's like, bro, I just heard that the guy shot the dude in the head. What do you mean? I didn't hear that. So yeah, if if the Suns win a championship and Devin drops fifty, there's no way the voters aren't going to remember that. Yeah, Katie and Devin both go for fifty, and they're like, hey. That didn't count. Yeah. Don't don't remember that, all right? <laughs> exactly. Right before the vote. Uh, completely take out the memory of what these guys did in that game. But it'll count as like when you look back as the as the tournament becomes more and more of a thing, it'll everyone oh. will start pulling records of like the highest scoring it's, tournament game, the highest scoring this or whatever. Oh yeah, all those lore. things will end up it, happening. It, it'll it'll live on in that. It's just yeah. it's such a an odd concept that it's it's this game that doesn't count but does count and we're supposed to be excited about it but don't have the stats count in, in anything it's just sorry don't I, be I a negative mean, nelly about I, it no now, i didn't mean to go down a full, philosophical how does this work it just it struck me earlier today so. okay uh, stupid question mikhail played 83 games last year right yes mm-hmm. and all of them counted that's what i'm saying so but why why couldn't this count be, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Why know. couldn't this count? I mean, we I, had we we got this. We've had it happen. Mikel played these games. They counted all his stats. So why couldn't this happen? Hmm. We don't make the rules. Yeah, uh, nope, we don't make the rules. Um, listen, I do have to give a shout out to our friend Zeus from the pregame show. Mm. Uh, Zeus sent us in what they were putting their money on tonight, and we didn't think you would hit, but lo and behold, Zeus, you proved us wrong. Congratulations, because you're about hit tonight. I wonder what that part, uh, how much that parlay was. It was a plus four forty, yeah. I think, is what nice. they said. We're not yeah. worthy. Yeah, it was solid. So they said, uh, Katie under what twenty nine and a half yeah. points. Mm-hmm. Book over 25 and a half points and a Suns win. Yes. And we were a little concerned about both Katie and uh, Book, but congrats, Zeus. Good job, You guys have not gotten in on the action on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. You should absolutely do that. They have a 1500 first bet offer going on right now. Uh, So you sign up for BetMGM, use the bonus code PHNX. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses... Your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. You can check out the show notes 
For full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Get stuffed, Ontario. Also, if you are looking for some fun uh, beverages to bring to a holiday party uh, this year or serve at a holiday party, might I recommend our friends over at Wink? So this is a really cool seltzer because it's a THC CBD seltzer. So each can comes in either 2.5 milligram cans or 5 milligram cans. And they've got just a wink of THC. So they'll just get you a little a wink high. And it's kind of nice because they're bubbly. They're social. They kind of take the edge off. But you keep your wits about them. And you can buy them online in 12, 24, and variety packs right now. And if you use the promo code PHNX, you can get an additional 50% off your total orders. So check them out. Drinkwink.com. Again, code PHNX for 50% off your total order. I love Wink, and I'd love Max if he got us more Wink in the I was studio. about to tell you that, man. I missed the hell out of some Wink. It was a huge hit in the PHNX offices. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't tried it, you absolutely should. Max is always slacking. <laughs> always. All right, guys, let's take a look at the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the box is a 116-109 Suns victory in part due to their three-point shooting tonight as they finished 9 of 26, uh, 34.6% to the Grizzlies, 29% uh, free throw-wise. It was uh, Suns had 43 free throws. They were 35 of 43 to the Grizzlies, 22 of 24. 24 assists for the Suns, 13 for the Grizzlies, uh, 44 rebounds for the Suns, and 40 for the Grizzlies. And that's how you get a 116-109 Phoenix Suns victory. Yeah, both teams hit nine threes, but yeah. the Suns obviously shot um, less than the Grizzlies. And listen, passing is a yeah. big deal. Yesterday yeah. we saw the Nuggets out past the Suns mm-hmm. um, and really move the ball around. Tonight it was a little bit of a different story. The Suns were the ones that – that moved that ball around a little bit better tonight and and shots were falling a little bit easier and listen Kevin Durant being able to to bounce back after two kind of rough games it was basically the same shots that he had yesterday except these ones were going in and they they looked easy so I just overall I thought it was a solid performance and I know we're going to talk about Nurk at some point but I, I just thought he continues to play at a very high level as well really excited about where this team is starting to progress overall. And I know at times it looks rough, and I know the last six minutes was a little sketch, but I I, I never felt like they were going to lose control of the game. No. Like, yeah. I felt like, yeah, okay, whatever. Un- yeah. Unlike last year, free throws have played a major Huge part. difference yeah. this season. I mean, they shot uh, not or excuse me, 19 more tonight. They had 13 more makes i mean that's the difference in tonight's game because the suns shot fewer shots and made fewer shots than than the grist you know what's so funny is is when we when we look back at the the maverick series and we look back at last year's nuggets series the the biggest thing that i always took away was 
not only the poor shooting and how those two teams just kind of ran out, ran us out of the gym, but really the theme of not being able to get to the line and make it a little bit easier for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's funny and I kind of a little bit ironic, and I'm not going to say that this is going to be the the Nuggets' downfall or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination, but they are experiencing the exact same thing that we have been experiencing the last couple years and in their inability to get to the free throw line for whatever reason. Jokic likes the little floaters. Um, their team likes to shoot from the perimeter quite a bit. Yeah. And so with with that being a factor, you don't get to the line as many times as you normally would. And with a guy like Kevin Durant, uh, and then when you get Bradley Beal as well, those two guys specifically know how to get to the line quite a bit. And I really feel like that's going to pay dividends down the road when we get into those battles and we've been used to getting to the free throw line and we cause contact, that's going to pay off. And I think mm-hmm. that is an underrated thing that we have just not really touched on too much this season. Yeah, I, I think Nurk is a big part of that too, man. Like to be able to throw the ball on the block and have a guy that can get physical down there and force the refs. Every game you see it, I mean, you see two or three of those possessions that you look and you're like, damn, we didn't get that before. And to your point, you got Katie that's really good at getting to the line. Brad can do it. Book and Spurs can do it. So you got four guys that you can put pressure on the refs. And we shot 43 tonight? 43 free throws. Yeah, that's... That, 35. That's a world of difference, man. So in the playoffs, that's actually what wins championships. Well, Being able to get to the line early and put teams in mm-hmm. foul trouble and get to the bonus. Devin had 13 of them himself tonight. I was just going to say, Devin is the, the biggest surprise for me there yep. because I feel like it's not a drastic difference in his game. I think maybe he's just getting more calls now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. He might be doing things that a little bit differently that are like in the way that he speaks to the officials or whatever it may be. But I don't feel like it's a drastic change where it's like, yes, you can 100% see last year you were not doing X, Y, and Z, and this year you're doing X, Y, and Z. I think there's one specific point that I'd like to make about that. The fact that he's playing point guard, right? Yeah. And I think there's guys in the league that are underestimating his ability at point, so they think they can attack him a little bit more aggressively. And he's drawing fouls because of that, right? Um, There was a couple stupid-ass fouls on the other end of the court, away from the basket, because guys are trying to reach and grab. And and it's just like, okay, well, you can't do that. Like, you might think that Devin's not – he's not a Chris Paul, Mm -hmm. but he is a very good facilitator and a good playmaker. And I do trust him with the ball. So um, I just think that guys are going to have to learn the the tough way that, hey, you can't reach because if you reach, he's going to score on you, point blank. And and you don't want to put you don't want to compromise your team. So I think teams will start to adjust a little bit. But I th- but I think that's the reason why there's been a little bit of an uptick in Devin's ability and to get to the free. You know what, Linz? You know when you argue with the refs, and you learn this from every level, high school, college. Arguing with the refs isn't a good thing. I mean, listen, Devin still argues. He was arguing last oh, night in yeah. street clothes. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. But 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 arguing with refs has never been a good thing. At the end of the day, you lose more than you get. It, feels now, like it, it, feel, it does feel like it's been toned down. Yes, no, mm-hmm. I was going to say that. Yeah. Now, what, in, in my experience, sometimes arguing with a ref is out of desperation. When you feel like, yo, I got to get to the line. I got to get these points. I got to get these calls because I feel like, Everything's on my shoulder. All of a sudden now, you got Kevin Durant there. You got Bradley Bill when he comes back. You got Nurkic. So I think 
he's toned it down because he doesn't feel as desperate to have to have those situations happen. And I think it's working for him right now. Toning it down has gotten the refs to kind of give him probably a little bit of a better whistle. He's averaging 2.4 more free throw attempts this year than he did last year. I mean, it's significant when you look at it. Uh, I could be far off base here, and obviously there's no way to prove this, but I kind of wonder if part of it is Chris Paul got on the refs a lot too, right? Chris Paul was an irritant in that way and was always in the refs here talking Mm -hmm. about this rule and this thing and that guy doesn't have his jersey tucked and this and that. Uh, Kevin Durant is a much different superstar. Does not approach things that way. Yesterday was probably, and we talked about this, the most that we've ever seen him kind of complain towards the refs in a game, uh, at least in his time in Phoenix. So I kind of wonder if that's part of it too, because you don't, Book still jaws a little bit at the refs, but you don't have Chris Paul doing it as well. So now there's not as much frustration well, from that. I, I also think that Kevin Durant approaches it a little bit in a different way. He's not as demonstrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and when he is demonstrative, you'll see it. He when he gets when he thinks he gets fouled, he's usually on the ground. And then he looks at the ref like, but he's on the ground and he's not like running over to the ref and yelling at the ref or anything. And then afterwards, when he goes back to the ref, he usually has his hands down by his side. He's like, he's, and you can tell he's like, tell me what you saw. So that way I I have a better understanding. And it's more of a conversation, not you're missing this call. You're, you're screwing this up and blah, 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 blah. Right. And I think because of that tone and that calmness, I think that hopefully that is rubbing on rubbing off on Devin a little bit. And Devin's realizing, like, if you approach the referees a little bit more calm and a little bit more, you know, controlled, they will respect that. And you will start to get the calls a little bit more because they think that you're yeah. you're level headed when you're mm-hmm. approaching them. You're not talking out of emotion. And that matters. I think that's part of why these guys are are a great duo together, too, though, because they do approach things slightly differently on the court. Their games work so well together. Devin takes some of the pressure off of KD so he can just worry about being an efficient shooter, which he said that's what he likes to do. You know, like 14 shots is his wheelhouse. Devin goes out there uh, and does some of the heavy lifting. These two guys work so well yeah. together. And I, it, it, it's felt like at least this year that it's been Oh, well, Book or Katie. No, it's Book and Katie. It's an end between there, not one or the other. It's both of these guys. And it's beautiful when they play together out there. Me and Saul were talking while we were watching the game. Uh, Kevin Durant's an evil genius in that sense (laughs) that, you know, a a guy will guard him and they'll foul him. Mm -hmm. And he'll sit there and explain to the guy, like, this is what you did. And that's why the ref made that call. And a lot of times, if you play close attention, he tends to have those conversations close to the ref. So the ref can hear. Like, yeah, that was a good call. This is what you did. And those are the little intricacies that... Giving them their little flower. Right. You know, you give them a little flower. You're right, Kevin. There you go. Thank you for explaining, Kevin. And the next whistle, you got it. And I remember somebody (laughs) told me, Tim Duncan... uh, Not Tim Duncan. I'm sorry. David Robinson. Somebody told me... David Robinson, every time there was a foul called against him, he would go to the referee and say, good call. 
and and that works that works you know what i mean it's like good job Positive that wasn't yes thank you sir may i have another yes <laughs> thank you sir that was a great call <laughs> oh my goodness well while we're talking about kz let's go ahead and look at his stats and see what our big three did tonight in the triple money presented by arizona lottery don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers what did brad so do we tonight? went over book already he's our big bright shiny star <laughs> bradley beal missed his 17th game of the season but kevin durant Kevin Durant had 27 points, two rebounds, five assists. He has only missed two games this season. I think my favorite thing about Katie and Book playing together, Book said it after the game. He said, I'm the point guard. He's the scorer. And I 100% am on board with that. During the game, I was talking when Book's out. Like, we are asking Katie do, to do things that it takes away from what he excels at. And that's to basically kind of fill in the hole, which I get it. He's a superstar, but... KD is not the facilitator on this team. That's book. KD needs to just sit back and do KD things and score and make things look easy as hell and just be so much fun for us as fans to have on our squad. Well, yeah, and it's not that KD can't distribute. We saw it yesterday, 11 assists. He's capable of it, but it's not what you should be asking him to do. It's not the best use of Kevin Durant. When you have Devin Booker out there, to your point, you can ask Kevin Durant to be himself. And Devin Booker can handle these things. He's proving yet again that he can be a point guard, that he is kind of evolved into that uh, in very much so. So Kevin Durant and him play very well off each other, and I love I love that approach. And I, a lot of people will knock on, you know, we've heard Barkley knock on KD because of this, but why, again, why is it a bad thing to need another star that complements what you do to make you better? to let, help you elevate your game. Because Barkley couldn't get to the finals in Philly. He came here. He had more talent around him. He was able to do it. Jordan couldn't win without Pippen. Uh, you know, Magic had a great group around him. Uh, you know, Bar- Bird, or, uh, Bird, Bird had Parrish and McHale. Thomas, same yeah. thing, yeah. Like, why is, it, why, is this, why is there this, well, can't do it by himself. You know what? Most people can't do yeah. things by themselves. They need a team around them to be successful. And I, I almost want to push back on the notion that he needs another superstar, um, especially at point guard. If we're going to talk about point guard specifically, that he needs another superstar to be at point to to get him to thrive. I just think you need a suitable a point guard that can help facilitate yes. and orchestrate things. It doesn't have to be a superstar like Chris Paul or or Steph Curry or anybody like that. It can be just your normal kind of everyday, maybe like a TJ McConnell or something like that. Just somebody that can set things up and put you in the right position to be able to thrive. That's it. And if you can get, find that kind of guy, then then he can thrive. I think he could thrive in both of those situations. But the fact that you can even level up and have a Devin Booker that is going to draw as much attention to himself because of his scoring ability makes it even that much better and that much easier yeah. when they do have to coexist on the court. And then the beautiful part is when you throw Bradley Beal back in there yeah. and Devin gets to go sit on the bench and those two are playing, KD and Beal, and then KD goes sits on the bench and it's Beal and Book and that gravity – all over the court it's just going to be beautiful and and that's why i'm like i'm not panicking i think this is all going to work out in the end i truly believe that and we're going to see some really great basketball hopefully the second part of the season when we see those three guys start to coexist and build that chemistry on the court it's going to be beautiful but even in the meantime with bradley beal out like Kevin and Devin complement each other so well because teams have to pick and choose. It's pick your poison still yeah. with the two of them. Like, is Katie getting the double tonight 
or his book getting the double tonight? And then the other one can thrive off of the attention that the other yeah. one gains that night. Well, and Katie never heard this crap in OKC because they all came there together, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's that's why. I think all this is because people don't like the way the NBA works now. You didn't hear that criticism of guys back in the day when they had players around them because, oh, well, they were drafted you know, all together yeah. or whatever. And it's like, no, Kevin Durant put himself in situations where he knew he'd be able to succeed. And when you think about it, I can't name one guy – Whoever won a championship by himself in this league. No. I mean, Kobe couldn't get it done by himself no after one. Shaq left until Powell came. No. I mean, Powell was number two with him. The yeah. closest you might be able to say is maybe um, the former Lou Alcindor when he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. But he Bucks. had Oscar Robertson. Way back he had then. To yeah, 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 he had a big he had That's big right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you, you usually need two superstars to coexist. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean that's just what it is. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, and I mean you look at the 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 dynasty in Golden State. I mean it's Stephen Clay, one of them away, and it's a traumatic traumatic difference. So, listen, I love Kevin, man. Kevin's fine. He's gonna be great. He is great. He shot seventy one percent tonight, right? Maybe the first Rockets championship. Maybe the first Rockets. The championship. Hakeem. It was Hakeem and a bunch of Clyde role players. Had, no, 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 Clyde was the second, second one. one. They, they had Bernie Maxwell. They had Bernie Maxwell, Sam Cassell, Robert Horry, or Robert Not a bunch of superstars. Yeah, no, that's a fair one. That's probably the only one that I can think of. Nice job, Eric. We were on the same page, buddy. That was a good call. Yeah, no, that Rocket first championship, there was no clear second cut superstar. That's fair. And and remember, how about this? Robert Horry and Sam Cassell were rookies on that team. Yeah. So they weren't even established. So... Uh -huh. <laughs> That's a good one. Do I give you props? That's a good one. But no, yeah, listen, I think at this point in, in, in Kevin's career at 35, he can still do everything that people ask of Kevin. But I think you see with Devin, he takes it to a different level. You see a game where he shoots 70%. And it's just because Devin makes it easier as far as gravity. And I think at this point in his career, I prefer Kevin not to be a closer. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want Kevin to be like that. I got to get the ball, beat three people. You're not, that's the 25 year old Kevin. At 35, yeah, go ahead and, and, and be one pass away. That's what I want. I, I want Kevin to be one pass away, and he's the best assassin in the world at that situation. And so that's, and then when you add Brad, oh my God. So yeah, it can get scary. Somebody yeah. said Dirk. A kid was on that team. I know he was a, a step. Ah, you know that—that that, that is a good one. Marion was on Marion that team. Was Sean was on Marion. that team, but he was older, yeah, but he still kid, played at such still, a high yeah, level. Like, and they did have the defensive player yeah. of the year in Tyson yeah. Chandler. Kid was on that team. Kid was on that right. team. Yeah. Tyson Chandler, Sean Marion. Yeah. They, they yeah, I think Olajuwon's probably the best example. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. All right, before we get to some Super Chats and look at our X Factor, just another quick reminder to go out and buy your holiday scratchers today from the Arizona Lottery. They make amazing Christmas presents. They're good for last-minute gifts. They're good for stocking stuffers. They are good for gift exchanges, maybe at work if you got a Secret Santa and you don't fully know your coworker that well yet. Holiday scratchers from AZ Lotto. You Big win every time. You forget your wife's Christmas gift and you go out the morning of Christmas gift. Yeah, Christmas, don't do that. Stop, you no. know, get, get some no, scratchers. No, don't do that. Espo, no. you be quiet. Yeah. We're not doing Real that this year. We already scolded. I don't know if you were here. You might have missed that show. I already scolded you guys. We're not giving shitty gifts this year. And last minute gifts, okay? 
We were planning ahead. What do you mean you scolded us? It's Remember? Not, we didn't, I, I gave I great know. gifts yesterday, and I wasn't even asked no, to No, we do yelled it. about stockings oh. and well, all I the ne- things. Remember? I never give crappy gifts. We're not doing that. No. We're not enabling it no. either. But that gift Saul gave me yesterday, my wife has sent me already like five texts of Grinch things that she wants <laughs> because this guy opened up a can of worms. So um, appreciate one, you, dog. One mm-hmm. other good <laughs> gift could be the Four Peaks Advent Calendar. Yes. This is pretty dope. So Four you. Peaks puts out an Advent Calendar um, every holiday season, <laughs> and it's got a Please. big variety of different beers and things, and it's super cute. It's a fun box. Like, this is a really cool advent calendar. So if you are into them, it's only the second. So you can make up a few uh, days. Make sure you check them out. Also, you can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. You can check them out on social at Four Peaks Brewer at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And we ask you, please drink responsibly. You know, the best way to do that is if you don't like who's coming over for Christmas, don't open any of them until Christmas Day and then just go hog wild. <laughs> I mean, so. you could do that one. See, that one I'm okay with. All right, we have a couple super chats here. Adam, back in the chat with some legit super chat love. Thank you, Adam. Damn. Sent us 100 bucks Damn, and honey. said, Ooh. lackluster win, but book looks solid, and we seem ready for Tuesday. The, uh, the one versus the Lakers is the biggest of the season. Feel we need it and should want to make a statement. They have to win for all of us headed to Vegas on Thursday. Positive vibes only. Oh, yeah. Yes. Listen, Let's I, go, Adam. I, that is the biggest game of the season so far, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, and I think the Lakers are healthier than they were before. And we owe them. They have beat us twice. We got to win this game. We, even, even if it wasn't a, a play-in, I would say we need to win this game because it's a Pacific right. Division uh, you know, win. And we need to start to gain these Western Conference victories. So... Huge game on Tuesday. Got, I'm excited for it. You got to play a full 48, though, yeah, because they 90%. they let up. Uh, the, the Suns have let up a couple times and let the Lakers uh, sneak out with wins. So go full 48 and, and move on to that Vegas stage. Yeah, yeah. This 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 feels a little. I I don't want to jinx it, but gosh, <laughs> this feels a, this fun. feels a little. This feels a little closeout. L.A. closeout <laughs> in a 21 playoffs. I feel like somebody gonna go there and go bananas. Stephen going to salsa dance at center court and run off. Just watch the shades. <laughs> watch the shades pregame. Watch what he's wearing pregame. Okay. Uh, James sent us one. Thank you, James. We appreciate you. said, glad we won, but that last six minutes were tough. But seeing Booker and Beal smile and laugh tells me good things are coming. Saul, did you catch Sharp's uh, dunk tonight? Keep up the good work, PH. Yeah. yeah, actually, I when you said I saw your super chat a little bit earlier, pulled it up. And showed flex. Man, that was nasty. That was nasty. nasty. Oof, oof. Yeah, but um, to your point, the the smile, there were a couple really good smiles from a lot of the guys out there tonight. Kind of felt good just to see them all in good spirits after, yeah. you know, a couple bad, or not bad, but rough games, I guess yeah, you could say. rough games. Can I just piggyback on that? Me and Saul were talking, watching the game, and I, I like looking at Bradley Beal and his body language. Right? You, you see that, right? Like, he, he looks very happy. He looks like he's in tune. It feels like he's feeling better. And so it's cool as hell to see the energy on the bench with Brad Beal. So that's a great point. Yeah, as a body language doctor, you know, I, I very much agree with you there. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, the diagnosis that? and the prognosis is all positive when okay. it comes to that. And gotcha. the back amputation appears to have worked. So. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yes. uh, Dylan sent us one. Thank you, Dylan. Said, my fantasy team equals one quarter down. 300 right now. I'm very bothered. Ouch. Sheesh. Sorry, um, Dylan. 
Yeah, yeah sorry, bro. Dylan. I hope things turn around for you real soon. <laughs> uh, PHX Valley Champ sent us one. Thank you. Said Dirk won it versus Heat. No others. Uh, all star. No other all stars on the current. No, I can't not, read it, that. There's no all stars, but Dirk on the team when he sure. And, and he, he was playing that. Yeah, he like, did have a Hall of Famer at point guard, defensive player of the year. And and Sean Marion, who's a borderline. Can I author, can I just say right. something? No, you know you know in that <laughs> sure no, but sure. to his point in that finals, Jason Kidd wasn't even starting. No, but he was yeah. still there. He wasn't even starting. JJ Barrett, JJ Barrett was but, playing. But who was who was helping keep LeBron at bay? No, 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 no. no but, but right, answer yeah. that question. Who was helping keep LeBron at bay? Yeah. Who's the player that was defending LeBron? Defending D Wade every now and Sean. then. Yeah, Sean. Without Sean, they don't win that championship. As great as Dirk Nowitzki was, without Sean, they don't win that championship either because he was equally as important on the defensive end. So I would say those two kind of coexisted at the same time. That's just my opinion, though. Uh, okay. Big Sean Marion guy, this guy. All right, let's give a little love to our X Factor tonight. This is going to Yusuf Nurkage. Nurk, Shout out nurk, to Nurk. Nurk, Nurk. I said in the pregame, I wanted him to have another really good night. Didn't need to be as big of a night as he had last night, but another solid outing. And he gave us that. That's three in a row now we've gotten from Nurk. And I'm loving it, every minute of it. I, I really like what I'm seeing from Nurk. And, and I, I still feel like we're not even seeing the full gamut of his abilities yet. Um, I think there's some things at the at the mid-range, at the, at the nail, that I feel like he's going to be able to really take advantage of once we get all three moving parts on the floor at the same time. Um, and I think everything just really gets open. And then on top of that, I love how aggressive he's starting to be down low. Again, when you have the big three out there and 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 they're spreading things out, Nurk is going to have a lot of opportunities underneath the basket to be able to do some damage. And if he and if he plays the way he played against Jokic yesterday, more consistently, the league is in trouble. Because now you have basically three guys plus a dominant guy down low. Uh, that's that's trouble for the league, point blank. So yeah. I really like what I'm seeing from Nurk. Oh, are you a Nurker now? You're you're with me over here. I'm a Nurker. Yeah, you're, you're, you're <laughs> a Nurk fan now. I'm not gonna say that word. <laughs> Nurk's looking terrific, and he's looking physical. He's looking spry. Saw talked about that leg injury that maybe sometime, you know, he, he may be feeling better. You kind of look at it and you're like, damn, man, he's got a little bounce. I, I love what I'm seeing. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think you've seen the full gambit yet. Once you get the big three, this guy's that's going to unlock a whole different part of Nurk. Um, triple doubles, stuff like that. Yeah. The only thing I'm concerned about is, is the fouls. You know, we fouled out the last two games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the only thing lately that, that puts a little damper on it, but I'm really excited with what we've been able to see and some of the, just the little things he can do. He had that great pass from uh, from up at the top uh, to Devin Booker cutting down low tonight. That was just pretty. And oh, yeah. Book had returned the favor a little bit later on on a cut that Nurk had. Those are the little things that you look at and you go, okay, that's, that's the thing that can make the difference in a close game. Is a, is a play like that from Nurk? I'm okay with the fouls. I am too. I'm okay with the fouls because it shows that he's being aggressive. That's true. I'm okay with that. For right now, I am. Now, as we get closer to the playoffs, you want him to fine tune that a little bit. But I I need him to have that aggressiveness about him. Otherwise, he just becomes DeAndre Ayton, and I, that's that's how frustrated we were with Da and his lack of physical ability sometimes, uh, especially around the rim. 
So if Nurk plays with aggressiveness, backing guys down, even if he gets a charge, that's a complete fluke because Dash. the big guy yeah. flopped. Yeah. It's okay because he's being aggressive, and I'm cool with that. That's the key. That's, that's the key. That's the key. No, that's the key. That's the key that's point. That's truth. <laughs> that, that's the key point. If he was getting six fouls on the defensive end because of poor positioning or poor rotations, I'd be a little bit more worried. But some of these fouls are coming with him being aggressive on offense. And I think that kind of balances itself out. People aren't going to be able to get away with you know, obvious flops. And so, yeah, uh, that balances out. Yeah. Shout out to Nurk. So he finished tonight. He really filled up the, the stat sheet. 14 points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block, three turnovers, six fouls. boy, Nurk. Love to see it. <laughs> the one thing that I really, man... If that three for him could just fall, just, just a smidge You're right. more. You're right. Just a smidge <laughs> more. That would be pretty You're right, epic. though. Lens is scary if that starts falling. So, that if he, if that starts falling, now we're talking about a whole different animal. I mean, he's, yeah, a he's, in trouble. he's a career 28, 30% three-point three shooter for I a thought, reason. So. Is, he, is he that low? I thought yeah, he was a little yeah, higher than that. Yeah, what did he shoot last year, 36? 28.5. Last but with year? how many he's taking right now, I feel like if just one of them sure. fell, I would be okay with that at that point. You know yeah. what I mean? Just a few, please. Yeah, because he was 0-3 tonight. I don't remember how many he took in the last couple games, but it feels like it's more than one a game at this point. He's kind of averaging a little bit more. But shout out to Nurk. Three really, really good games in a row. Hopefully we'll get even more from him. I'm just glad that he's finally like settling in fully here in Phoenix, even despite the slew of injuries that we've had to kind of deal with over the last handful of, well, since the whole season, really. 36.1. He's, he's done a good job of, like, navigating that and finding confidence. Yeah. But the year it. before that, he was 26.8. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been up and down yeah. his whole career. Last right year was the most he had ever shot, almost by double. He had 119 last year. And he shot 36%. Gotcha. He got 47 this year, so. Yeah. Well, Gerald Bourget is going to be joining us here shortly from the arena with updates from players and coaches but first just a reminder our friends over at ogs they make some of the greatest scratch made thc gummies that you can get your hands on with a variety of bold flavors they also have um something for everybody so regardless of your flavor or your desired effect and or strength of the gummies they've got you covered to learn more about ogs gummies and where you can find them head on over to ogsbrands.com also about those stockings, again, Shady Rays make really good stocking stuffers. And right now, they also have a deal for you guys. So exclusively for all of you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And you can gift one as well. You guys want to look at our bets from pregame? Can yeah, we do. Can we say hi to somebody first? Yeah, who we say hi to? Hi, Shane. Shane D Aww, from Bob. Hi, Shane. Mustache behind the Mac is in the chat. He's still stuck in the Winnebago. <laughs> All right, let's look Come at our home, bets. How'd you guys get do? This, get this over. Get this segment over. How'd you guys do? I'm trying to get him to forget it. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, baby. Whoa, look at Saul. 55.5. Man, let's go, baby. You Man, up. You two yeah, are almost about to pass tied. You. We're, I'm I down by nine cents. Nine, nine cents, cents man. It don't matter. Uh, Flex oh and Saul, you guys are spot on. So Flo Saul won his bet. I won my bet. Espo and Flex lost theirs. So Saul, you are at a minus 55, uh, 50. And then Flex, you're minus 55, 41. 
Them nine cents is huge. Yeah, it's looking good. Uh, Espo. Hey, I'm playing golf, baby. I'm going for the lowest score I can get. I'm I, literally, I'm going to try to lose every bet the rest of the way. <laughs> That's not hard to do. Yeah, it's you literally really not. Can, you literally can hey. make the most ridiculous bets and lose every oh, single hold thing. Hold on a second. It takes zero effort to do that. I've been trying to win every bet, and I've only hit one. So, start so I'm thinking lose, maybe yeah. if I try to lose, Reverse I'll win I get, I get it. I'm um, technically still second. I'm second by nine cents. I'm holding on to that. I'm, I'm focused uh, for Tuesday. I won my bet tonight, which I was so nervous about coming down to the wire. I was just like, are they going to reach 100 points? But they did. So now I'm back up to 129.18. So fingers crossed we can keep this going. I'm telling you guys, you just got to do the plus 110s, plus 150s, and just slowly but surely stack up 10, 15 bucks at a time. I think what we're really seeing is that my... uh my bet guru uh, has been on a Winnebago all season <laughs> and not here with me. Uh, Shane, please come back. I need some guidance, my friend. So, so what you're saying is, I'm just gonna last say, year you cheated. No, I didn't. Shane didn't make my bets, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. I uh-huh. I would listen to Shane talk about things, and it was it was like osmosis. I I, mm. I absorbed it. I, I became a better gambler because of Shane. Right. Like my dad once told me, grown men don't let other grown men make their decisions for them. I didn't say you made so my decisions for them. Okay. Nate, you can't. Um, but but real men <laughs> learn from other people, so. Mm. <laughs> or take all their advice. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Um, well, hopefully Gerald responds to us sometimes in, sometime in the near future. <laughs> oh, he did respond? Yeah, he's fine. Okay, five cool. minutes, we're good. <laughs> so what do you guys want to talk about for the next five minutes while Gerald's setting up? I mean, there's plenty to talk about go ahead Saul you take over I mean if you could be the 10th best in anything no <laughs> wait oh wrong goodness, night sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay but I thought of another one last night for that <laughs> oh dancing gosh. wouldn't that be so fun to be like a really good dancer top 10 dance in the world yeah I could dig that that'd be great I already am it's not that great <laughs> what if I, if I wasn't trying to save the world and be a, a humanitarian <laughs> with my you know what I mean heart surgeries and stuff um, I wouldn't mind being a top ten sports. Agent. Are we doing this again? No, I'm, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, we talking. said it. I didn't mean so, to have the same discussion. And, and, and Lindsay had one more, so yeah, top ten sports agent. I wouldn't oh, mind. Yeah. That. Okay, should we? Try? We do have a super chat from Jacoby. Thank you, Jacoby. Said nickname for Nurk when he's popping off. Big Nuke. I like that. Yeah. I like Big Nuke. Yeah. When he hits a three, we say he dropped a bomb. All right, I'm in. All right, I like, I like it. it. I like it. Uh, so should we bring back, we did this for a brief time on this program. We picked a word to try to get Gerald to say. Should we try to do that this evening? Should we attempt to get Gerald to say a word? Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, Zeus said my three-leg parlay didn't hit because the Suns didn't cover. Oh, Zeus. Oh, we thought you just had the Suns uh, to win. I knew it was something off. Man. Okay, Damn, but still, Zeus. shout yeah, out you to you for the first good. two. Really the close, first man. two were the ones that we were questioning anyway, so. Shout out to you for that. Anybody else you guys want to give some flowers to in tonight's game? Um, not really. I just thought everybody was was. I mean, they did their they played their roles. I would like to see Grayson Allen shoot a little bit more. Somebody else has said that in the chat. Like he's got to take more than just four shots. I agree. Uh, Grayson is to me. Grayson is the fourth best player out there most times, and he's he he does have to be a little bit more aggressive now. What I did like about Grayson is that every time it seemed like he penetrated, he he did try to find an open guy. I don't know how many assists he had tonight, but I I thought he he didn't 
he never tries to play out outside of his abilities. He lets the game come to him, and that's really what you try to influence guys to do. Yeah. Is just let the game come to you and, and play, and um, this was another example of that. Yeah, so. he, got, he got to line effectively too, which we give Eric Gordon a, lot, uh, a hard time about when he chooses to drive and doesn't draw a lot of those. Grayson Allen's been very good at that this year, and even though he didn't shoot much tonight, he got to the line six times, which had an impact. I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, whoever the trainer that was working on Devin Booker's ankle uh, every, you know, every 12 hours going through that for the last few days, because whatever they did uh, friggin' worked. So that's my flowers for tonight. I also think it, this is a great time to do this. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Welcoming in our fifth member of the squad, oh, Gerald Borgay from the Gerald. Footprint Center. What's up, Gerald? How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Not too shabby. Hey, listen, uh, what can you tell us about Book and his ankle? It seemed like he was feeling pretty good out there today. Did he say anything about it after the game? Yeah, all he said was it feels good. And we asked him about the conversations that he's been having with the team over the last 24 hours or so to get to this point where he was allowed to play tonight. And uh, he kind of smiled and said, story of my life so far this season. So <laughs> um, it's one of those things where he uh, went into the practice facility earlier today to kind of test it out, see how it felt. He said it was feeling fine after he tested it. Um, and he said it was very different from the ankle sprain that he had earlier in the season after that uh, season opener against the Warriors. He said when he landed in L.A. for the next game, he felt like he could barely walk on it. This was a different situation where he felt like it kept getting better and better um, after the last game that he played in. So that's good news. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, he played 37 minutes, which is probably a little bit more than I would have liked coming off an ankle sprain. Um, but Frank Vogel was saying that he, there were no restrictions on his minutes tonight or anything like that. So hopefully a good sign. And now, you know, they don't have a game until Tuesday. So that gives him even more time to recover and, get right for the in-season tournament defensively it looked like they they in, it was kind of in spurts they did good and then they did bad and then they did good and then in the last six minutes they kind of did bad again um did anybody talk about their their defensive focus because i really do feel like um if as the season goes along if that does not improve like we said at the beginning of the season they needed to be somewhere in that top 15 range and right now, I believe they're hovering around 17, 18 um, in terms of defensive efficiency. Um, that's got to improve. So did they talk anything about, about defense? Yeah, so I actually asked Frank about defense before the game and what he said kind of, I think, applies to the game tonight. Um, I was asking him, how do you evaluate your defense when you've had so many guys in and out of the lineup, you're not whole? Um, and he was saying defensively, we, sh we should be better than we are. We've implemented a system and we've had enough reps to where we need to be better than what we've been to this point. He was saying there are too many my bads out there where, you know, guys make mistakes and just kind of chalk it up as a my bad and move on to the next play um, instead of, you know, getting back into the play or making a second effort on the play, um, not quitting on it. So I, I think in this game, obviously the Grizzlies are not a good offense with all the guys that they're missing. I think they were content. Frank Vogel said after the game that, you know, they knew Jaron Jackson Jr. was going off, but, they weren't going to allow this team to get hot from three or, or do anything like that. So they kind of let him 
get his and made sure that they weren't in rotations by sending double teams at him. Um, and I think that paid off in the end. Uh, and there was that spurt where Josh Okogie kind of injected some life into the game. Frank Vogel and Devin Booker both kind of praised that 12-0 run that I think was in the third quarter that really put some separation there. Okogie was flying all over the place, you know, with some energy plays uh, that really galvanized them on that end of the floor. And that was the key for them getting stops, making sure they weren't going against the set defense and, and kind of opening up the game a little bit. Who jinxed Kevin Durant's free throw shooting? Man, what a bummer. <laughs> it was, was you, it you Gerald? I, it was you, Espo. It, it wasn't me because I didn't tweet about it. I was going to wait until he had passed the next record, so it wasn't me. Who brought but... it up on the pregame show? Me. It was Espo. <laughs> Espo jinxed him. <laughs> Espo got a new streak going on with the purple sneakers, though. That is yeah, true. I like it. And your hoodie. You got to wear it. The hoodie? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's chilly in here. I think I've mentioned this before. It gets cold in this arena. So. Yeah, absolutely. What did, K- what did KD have to say about his game tonight? Um, So we actually – tonight was one of those weird nights where Book was at the podium. KD was in the locker room. So um, we were able to get audio from the Suns. I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. Um, So we'll have to stay tuned on that one, unfortunately. Hey. Hey, G, talk to me about Big Nurk, man. I mean, this is two, three really good games. He looks more aggressive. He looks confident. He just looks like he's a different dude the last two, three games. Talk to me about what you're seeing. And also, did Frank mention uh, anything about Nurk? Yeah, I think he had mentioned, you know, that he felt, I think he mentioned it the other night, that he felt that Nurk was the one who had improved the most in their system from the start of the season this year. And I think we're seeing that. And one of the things that, came up tonight you know he fouled out for the second game in a row is something that Frank had also mentioned like we're challenging him to protect the rim to take it personally that that is you know part of what our system calls for and he said so far Nurk is doing what they've asked in that regard they know that he has his limitations as a rim protector um, but he has been registering over a block per game I think this season and part of the growing pains with being more active on that front and playing for a defensive-minded coach like Vogel is pro- you're probably going to pick up more fouls. And we know that Nurk has problems with foul trouble in the past. So this is something to keep an eye on for sure. But I think it's part of that growing process for him in terms of learning how to be a more active rim protector while also kind of avoiding the foul trouble that we've seen the last two games. So, Gerald, earlier in the show, we talked about Book getting to the free throw line a lot more this season than ever in his career. I think he is averaging a career high in free throw attempts this season. What did he attribute that to? Yeah, so I actually asked him about that after the game. And, um, you know, he was he kind of struggled to find his words for a minute there because, you know, this is year nine for him. And it feels like this is the first season where it's really clicking for him as a guy that can get to the line consistently. Um, And and so his opening remarks were, I mean, they're just fouls. Like part of it is a lot of teams know that like with KD and book, your game plan has to be, be physical with them, kind of rough them up, try to throw them off their rhythm out of their spots. Um, And he and KD are perfectly aware of that. So they've, they've kind of been working on counters. KD obviously has done that throughout his career, but book has been working for a long time on counters to that and finding ways to get to the foul line, draw that contact. Um, you know, he was saying it's something he's been working on since high school when opponents used to put like their football players on him basically ah. to guard him and try to rough him up. Um, so it, it's something that he's used to. And I think he said it best after the game. The game is slowing down for me with each passing year in terms of the coverages that I'm seeing, all the different reads that I can make on the court based on what they're 
defending me with, um, you know, as a playmaker that works for him and as a shot maker and guy who can get to the foul line, it works when the game slows down for you to that degree. So we're definitely seeing a more put together version, well-rounded version of book than we've ever seen. Um, and I think with each passing year, we're going to continue to see that as the game becomes easier and easier for him. I know most of the focus was on tonight's game, but uh, after the game, did anybody mention anything about Tuesday's game with the Lakers and the uh, the knockout round of the in-season tournament? Yeah, Book and, and Vogel seem to be looking forward to it. They said, obviously, there are some areas where they need to clean up, but Book is excited to play this team after missing the first two games against the Lakers. Um, and I think as long as they're healthy and everybody's good to go, they've got a very good shot at advancing to the semifinals of this thing in Las Vegas. Gerald, do you have your suitcase packed and have you gotten the car tuned up to drive us to Vegas? <laughs> I don't have my suitcase packed. I don't want to jinx it, but best believe if things are looking good Tuesday night, then I will get on it at that point in time. Awesome. Uh, you all can join uh, Gerald's cult if you want to. It's the enchantment. <laughs> Uh, gate, so you can get a hoodie just like him if you want to. I'm I'm so confused. I know you are. That's fine. <laughs> okay, the, as the long cult as you guys understood it, I guess. <laughs> That's what they do in New Mexico, right? Just start cults. No, exactly. Okay, right. We eat burritos and start cults. Is there New you Mexico yeah. known for cults? No, bro. Yeah, no, I'm totally oh. just... <laughs> Lindsay was ready to move. She was so confused. <laughs> you that's guys why. Are... I, that's why I wanted to just breeze past it. Or you like... could have just told me what you were talking about and made it easier. His anyway. hoodie looks like the Heaven's Gate cult. Okay, that's why. So, are you wearing Nikes Here as well? <laughs> no, I'm wearing Converse tonight. Oh. Oh. Smart choice. Hey, G, that's a nice blue hoodie, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. It does. It de- it gets, it's clean. It, it is clean. It definitely looks like Star Trek. It would match what I'm wearing tonight. So, yeah, I like that. Man. I'm just glad they let you out of the hallway tonight. It's, an, it's a much better look. But I don't know why they're building something apparently next to you or constructing something or tearing something apart. They always do that. Every single game. They got to take all the stuff down. Man. Yeah, they got a monster Watch truck out, rally G. or something. Does, they what? probably do. I bet you there is something tomorrow or Monday. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. All right, Gerald, we'll let you go. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald's like, thank God. What are you guys even talking about? <laughs> um, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you for being here. If you are here with us live watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up on your way out. It helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. Uh, we will be back on Monday with a show for you at 3 p.m., so plan to come hang out with us. Uh, real quick, we did get a super chat last minute from the anonymous Buddha. Thank you so much for sending it in. They said, the Suns need to make sure Book brings the ball up. This point guard by committee business isn't very efficient. Plus, if this is Kevin Young's offense, Book is the most familiar with it. It shows. Thanks, Agreed. anonymous Buddha. Yeah, we appreciate you. you. I agree. Um, what was I saying? Oh, 3 p.m. on Monday, <laughs> but no shows for you tomorrow. So until we see you on Monday, you can give the show a follow on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us out. Hey, LA, mama said knock you out. And we will on Tuesday. Ahoy, hoy.